Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. We are the Hairy Bikers. I'm Dave. And, uh, and I'm Sai. Uh, but even though we're the Hairy Bikers on the telly, on this podcast, we are the Agony Uncles. God help you all. Uh, here to solve your daily dilemmas with all of our vast sprinklings and dashes of skill and experience. Yeah, but to be fair, an awful lot of winging. Uh, anyway, now we're recording this podcast at the start of January 2023. And it's the same time as our new telly series, The Hairy Bikers Go Local, is going out. So if you haven't seen it, check it out on iPlayer. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, Kingy. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I? Oh, God. I, I can't remember it. I can't. Wait, it's 18 months ago, isn't it? Oh. It's good. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. And I'm so biased, obviously, but it's Obst. so good. I can't I tell you how my sitting down, my, I've got a nine-year-old now who genuinely, not because I work with you, is totally inspired. He loves it. He wants to go around England. He wants to see the salt wall. He wants to watch it on, on catch up the next morning if he's missed it and gone to bed. I just think it's the most wonderful programme about England. I love it. The indoctrination continues with the younger generation. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what about you, Kingy? But it's funny because it's so long ago we cut the stuff that, you you know, one forgets. But I, I was looking at it, I thought, oh, God, that's really good. You know, yeah. the, the green tea panna cotta with the, the miso, salt, car- salt caramel miso and glaze. Yeah. mead glaze. Ooh. I remember it being good at the time, but that salt-baked bass... I mean, a lot of the food was quite extravagant, and, mm. and I think we have to be realistic that it was 18 months ago, and it shows mm. what a different place we are now economically in the country. Oh, God, I yeah. think we would have reined it in a bit out of respect to the viewers. I agree totally, mate. I, th- I think it's a very different country to what it was 18 months ago. People are properly up against it as well. Yeah, they are. I do yeah. agree with you, but in your defence, though, I do think you were working with, how I saw it, you're working with these ex- yes. amazing restaurants who expect us, and if you were going to these amazing restaurants, you would expect a certain level. So you, you, the game you raised or the dishes you made were so incredible. They yeah. they would fit it in so perfectly in those wonderful restaurants like Lords of the Manor or whatever. Um, yeah, they were wonderful, I thought. Yes, yeah. we did well, didn't we, Simon? We did very yes. well. Yes, well, thank you for that, Bosch Yes, yes. For, for a brief moment, we were more Michelin star than Michelin tyres. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yes, just for a brief moment. And then uh, and then we get back to reality and go, do you fancy a plate of chips? Do you want red or brown sauce? He's on well, toast. Oh, gone on, man. Uh, we'd like to thank those uh, uh, those of you who are actually watching the show. So, um, and for all your lovely messages, honestly, they don't go unnoticed and they're enormously appreciated. Uh, and we enjoyed making it as much as you guys have enjoyed watching it. So, happy days. Right then, let's get solving your problems. Helping us today to read out your emails, it's the Master Jeeves. Hello. Hello, everybody, and it's lovely to see you all. And yes, as uh, as you said, we've had loads of nice comments about the um, about Go Local. In fact, a couple of quick questions here. Uh, one comes from Tony Hall, 
Didn't he used to be the director general of the BBC? Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. Hi, Tony. Yeah, he says, Hi, Tony. He says, Hello, lovely, lovely guys. Really enjoying the Go Local series. Your recipes and shows have inspired me to experiment in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, my fiercest critics, my teen grandchildren, will testify to this, so please don't ever stop. And then on social media, how about this? Uh, a few questions about the Go Local series. Number one, the bikes. What make and model are they, please? Energica from um, Modena in Italy. And ready made Ferraris. Yeah, yeah. And there were electric motorcycles. Uh, ah. and, and we, yeah, we enjoyed that. Well, they were a very different experience, but we enjoyed them, didn't we, Dave? Now, yeah, yeah, we did. The only thing is, though, the £30,000 each. Whoa. And that's a bit of a killer. Now, we didn't, we rented them like on the cheap, being the BBC, which is fine. But, you know, what you can get for 30 grand, it, it's, yes, they were electric, but um, I tell you, Scary as out, they want it on the motorway, King. You're 70 miles an hour, you can't hear anything. And if you're not careful, you'd plant yourself in a hedge. It's the, the, I mean, they're fast as well. Oh, yeah. I yes. mean, like proper fast. And it, But, you know, normally Dave and I have spent our careers smelling of petrol and oil. And, <laughs> uh, and there wasn't any of that. It was all a bit, well, it was all a bit Singapore. It was all a bit, you know, <laughs> clean and lovely. Can I ask, is it like, a, well, we've got an electric car actually, is it, is it like that it's so silent, so now you can't even hear a motorbike coming? Were they really yeah. smooth? Yeah. For motorcyclists, it always heralds your arrival at any T-junction or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. And if you're just going, yeah. it's like, mm. yeah. You've they they put clear. microphones in the bike to get, to get the sound of us whooshing along. Yeah. And, and what was funny is the, the big sound that they picked up was the creaking of the plastic fairing. Um, <laughs> and it was odd, but the, for me, the scariest thing was on a bike, when you come to brake, you throttle back. Um, you know, you, you knock the revs off the engine. You do that on an electric bike be, because when you throttle back, the engine, you've got the, what's the word, Kingy? You get the engine kind Breaking. of- the Breaking, the brake horsepower, yeah. And so if you're not careful and you shut those down, you'd be over the handlebars. Wow. Um, but they were they were they were fun, you know. There's, there's were, no two ways were. about it. They were a scream, um, yeah, you know. Anyway, we've done our bit for the planet. Yes, All right, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that also explains. Then somebody else asked why they had Italian number plates, but that was why because they are Italian bikes. I'm saying, which you rented in, I yeah, guess. Indeed. Yes, that's exactly well, right. Well, it is going to be a busy show for you today, uh, solving oh. a number of problems, both culinary and well, relationship. Let's see where we go. And well, uh, uh, and bringing us all of her worldly experience and helping uh, out with advice, it's the Wonder Woman of Worry, the poshest <laughs> problem solver of them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Posh Tash! Yay! Hello, hello, hello. I just realised I'm now so impatient and so rude. I don't actually wait for my introduction. I just start spouting as yeah, the recording great. goes. That's I'm so fine. sorry. I'll keep quiet in future. <laughs> no, no, don't. Uh, we like it when you spout. It's great. <laughs> oh, I we're pearls of wisdom. I'll tell you what, Tasha, I'm glad we got the memo we've coordinated in yes. lavender today. It is lilac lavender January. I don't know what the other two yeah. in their dark, dingy holes are doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, well, we missed that memo, yeah. didn't we, Mr. King? Yeah, yeah, completely. It's a totally. You it's look a new like year. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a new year, new colour. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Simon King is available in black. black. That's it. <laughs> 
look nice in blue, King. You have told you this. It matches yeah, your eyes. Matches your and eyes. you don't need to wear black now. You've slimmed down. You look great. I know, bro, but like it was the only thing that was on the bottom of my bed this morning, so I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> need to need to fill your wardrobe. I'm with you, Dave. I'm quite liking my fashion friend here. I agree. I think men look better in blue, actually, against skin tones. Anyway, I think black is a really dead colour. It makes you look very pale. And I'm, I'm big on colour. I'm known in yeah. my school playground that I'm a woman that wears colour. I've got yellow fur coats. I've got pink coats. I've got... I'm always in colour. I love it. Yes, well, it, it suits you as well. And your demeanour and your personality, Posh Tash. It's, it's all very good. Whereas Mark and I have souls that are black as coal. We are dark. So the, dark, we are I dark. Tell you. <laughs> On that note of optimism. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dave, get that jingle finger jangling, dude, will you? Bing bong, bing bong, my finger's this long. Bong. <laughs> Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack Canary? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's podcast of Problems, Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash You'll need to channel your inner Marjorie Proops to solve these questions, dilemmas and disasters We have help with our eggs We have a cast iron question We have the dieting disaster and in confidential corner he wants me to be a stripper. <laughs> Let's start at the end. Let's start at the yes, end. Stop, stop <laughs> it, children. Uh, help oh. with our eggs. Now, this comes from Georgina, who's uh, got in touch. Says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, you are my son's biggest inspiration. Oh, that's nice. It's lovely, isn't it? He went into baking, and whenever he can, he watches your programmes on TV. For Christmas, he obtained your One Pot Wonders book, and he already has your dieting one. We really like the look of the recipe for vegetable casserole with cornmeal dumplings. But we have a question. Can an egg alternative be used to bind the dumplings? You see, my son is helping me overcome anorexia, but I'm allergic to chicken's egg, and he'd like to find out if there's an alternative that he can use for me. Is there anything you can suggest? Asks Georgina. Over to you. Xanthan gum. Now, xanthan gum would work. That was we've that. used that before. It, it's, it's a gum, but it's natural. And we use it sometimes when we were doing food tour of Britain, where we compete against Michelin-starred chefs. They use it an awful lot, and okay. you can buy it. A little goes a long way, uh, uh, but xanthan gum does that. That would do the trick perfectly well, and a pot would last for ages. Use according to the instructions on the packet. Yes. Where can yeah, one get one. this content? On Tinternet. You can get everything on the Tinternet, uh, Jeevesy. You just put Xanthan gum in, and then Amazon will deliver it by uh, some weird helicopter thing. <laughs> yeah. It's Xanthan with an X. Um, you know what I do now is I make a phone call to buy Xanthan gum, some business, some marketing manager, and go, oh, do you fancy? I think it might be a bit niche. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that would work a treat, wouldn't it? Easy yeah, yeah, it would. Good idea, that. What does yeah. a, a person with egg allergies do instead of to making a cake? Leave the eggs out. Yeah. You yeah, can do it without then, the eggs. Then it's, yeah, then, oh, then it's okay. a sponge, isn't it? Well done for us being so helpful this episode. <laughs> really. <laughs> no, no, we have, we have been. We've come up with a yes, a, a product that I'd never even heard of, xanthan gum. So there you go, Georgina. That's the. You yeah, know, honestly, sorry, I have used it in the dim and distant past. Um, because if you're setting something and you want it to be really clear and really pure, then xanthan gum with an X is probably better than egg. That's why a lot of the Michelin-starred ladies and gentlemen would use it rather than eggs. Food makes everything better. 
Well, our next problem is in a similar vein. Uh, it's a it, well, it's cookery based, should I say? It's called a cast iron question, and it comes from Haley, who's got in touch. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, Happy New Year, uh, and Happy New Year to you, Haley, as well. If we can still say that at uh, this time, yeah. I love I love your podcast. They say I listen to it every week, and it always lifts my spirits. I enjoy cooking, and for Christmas, decided to treat myself to your cast iron pan set. They recently arrived, and they're lovely. And using them might even count as a workout because they're really heavy. My question is, do I need to do anything in particular to care for them and make them last? I've seen online that with some cast iron cookware, you need to season the base, etc. But not sure how you do that and whether that applies to your pans. They're amazing cookware. I want them to last a long time. So any advice would be appreciated, says Haley. Over to you. They're already pre-seasoned, so they're literally ready to use. The only thing is that what would what tends to happen with cast iron is that um, if you put it in the dishwasher and you use it a lot, it'll go a bit rusty. So you have to keep oiling it. And there's a particular oil. I'll go and get it in a minute because I have cast iron um, and I have our cookware. And it's it's um, it's an oil that all I literally do, and it's absolutely perfectly safe. I, I'll take it out. I never put put my cast iron stuff in the dishwasher, but you can with ours. But if you're going to do that, because of the chemicals this involves, you just um, in your dishwasher tablets, you just I take it out and I and I'll oil it, um, <clears throat> and you can buy it on the internet. And it and the oil lasts for such a long time. And I've had that bottle for like four years, and I think it was eight quid. So, I, mean, I, I just use a dab of sunflower oil sunflower, yeah, on, on exactly. a kitchen roll. Yeah, and, but like like Kingy, I never put them in a dishwasher because I think I don't know. It's a bit like a wok. You would never wash a wok. You know, you, you kind of a bamboo brush and you just scrub it out and then oil it. Um, but I, I just put it under the tap, give it a good old rinse, yeah. but maybe a squirt washing up liquid and then a dab of sunflower oil on that. But it's interesting, the, the weight thing. I think we do a lightweight range of cast iron cookware as well. Yeah, that, we do. That really, I use that on a daily basis. One of them's a, a big one and I use it as a wok. Yeah. And it's one of the most useful pan I've got. But there's something like when one's got an auger, the, the, cast, the cast iron just works so well, you know. Um, well, it retains but, the heat, doesn't it? That's the oh, great aye, thing about them. Aye. And it's even. It's, it's fab. They're fab. They're great fab. for curries. I mean, cast iron uh, sort, sort of frying pans are brilliant for your morning bacon. You get like a nice tang to it as well, a nice flavour. Like your burnt bits are lush. Yeah. Um, you smoke the house out, but, but again, a quick white round with a bit of oil. Um, and they last forever, don't they, mate? Oh, look, I, 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 yeah, they do. They're, like, they're a lifetime buy. That's the whole thing. It's not about, you know, because, you know, it, it, that's it. Once you've got them, you'll just keep them for, for life and hand them down. That was the whole idea of that sort of range, really. Can you just speak to the ignorant for me? Um, when you say coat them with oil, do you mean as soon as you get them and then that's it? Or you coat them with oil before you put them away in the cupboard? You give them a rinse, coat them with oil, and then you put them away again? Yeah, it's, it's only a really light covering of oil like Dave says just just on a little bit of tin foil um, tin foil on a little bit of um, uh, paper <laughs> kitchen yeah. roll kitchen roll and that's you done and that's it you just put them away again like that it's like light coating that's fine okay yeah. you wouldn't clean that off when you go to cook again afterwards oh no 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 no, 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 no. no. I'd always uh, any, any any new pan I'd always wash anyway yeah oh, uh, you know there's nothing special to do with this I just you know give it a rinse out washing up liquid and again if you're going to use it straight away use it you know, dry it and use it. But if you're going to put it in a cupboard, then put a dab of oil on. But you know, some some again, a lot of cast iron pans, particularly like Le Creuset, which are fabulous. But they're enamelled anyway. 
so you don't have to do all this. Yeah. But I presume they're, they're talking about like our raw cast iron pan, mm. but like a bit like the, I, I think the best woks to have are those cheap ones you get in Chinese supermarkets. The they are, tungsten, honestly the, they are. The, the, the steel ones. The other thing that's amazing from those those supermarkets, we've got the most amazing Thai supermarket where I live as well. And coming having lived in Asia as well, mm. I literally love their, um, Dustpan and brushes, because their 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 brooms and brushes are like V shaped, like a fan shaped. You mint, and they are god, they're brilliant. And I still got one now that's about it's only about a foot long now because I brushed it and used it for so many years. But I will not go back to the old fashioned, you know, long handled square ones. They are bloody brilliant. You can get them in a Thai supermarket. They're really really good sweeping tools. I say we've got a monster wing yip in Birmingham, and it's like <laughs> the biggest yeah. supermarket I've ever seen. It's practically a whole village, and. Um, Oh, it's just epic. You know, I've been going there quite a lot recently for me bits and bobs, but it's it's another world. And for, to is, a cook, yeah. it's like, wow, you know, there's stuff there I I don't know and I have to look up. And it's so exciting. You know, that's that's the great thing about the food world. It just gets bigger, doesn't it, Kingy? Oh, it's massive. It's absolutely massive and you're continually learning. It's just, it blows my, blows my mind. And I love those packets, you know, where... There's like seasonal soups, mm. and you and you actually look through them, and you just go, and that soup, that soup kind of mixes. But yeah, you look yeah. through them, and you just think, I have absolutely no idea what that is. <laughs> is it a mushroom? It. Is it? You oh yeah, I always it, buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and then you read the instructions, and you go into Google Translate from Mandarin to wherever <laughs> it is, and then you go, oh shit, I've got to soak those for five days. Right? Okay. <laughs> so it's it's always it's always yeah. Better. But sometimes you know sometimes I look it up and I think there's more chemicals in that than the chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I was going to say? Is I love watching on your back to your amazing show. Is um I love bow buns and I love watching you make mm. the bow buns and I'm going to do that. I really enjoyed you uh, doing those lovely soft ones and yeah, filling them. So I'm oh, definitely... Dave, Dave smashed that, mind. Yeah. He, he really I smashed it because I was well, thinking... I think, I think we were both thinking that, you know, to make bow buns from scratch, it's one of those things that's, that, that you think is not going to be achievable at home. Mm. And actually, it is so easy. You know, it's a very basic dough. But then yeah. the idea is that the, the trick is paint oil, over a chopstick so it doesn't stick together That's and put it in the steamer. And honestly, it's a bit like bread. Home-baked bow buns, they were, they were blooming oh. great, weren't they? Oh, they were um, absolutely epic. Yeah. Absolutely epic. And I think that's it. that's it. You know, you just got to you just just push the boundaries a little bit and try because, you know, mm -hmm. it, if, if you follow the instructions, yeah. we're pretty fastidious at it. You know, you'll 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 they'll they'll come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll, they'll look, look remotely like what they should do. Yeah. <laughs> just before uh, Christmas, I was lucky enough to go around Dave's house and he cooked me what was what was the finest curry I have ever had in my life. <laughs> I think using one of your cast iron pans and an arger. So true, actually. Yeah. Wonderful. There you go. There you go. Right. So there you go, Hayley. Uh, the cast iron pans are pre-seasoned, so you don't need to worry about that. And a bit of oil when you're uh, when you're finished with them. We'll keep them forever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. It's time to move on. And this is a problem called the dieting disaster. And we need for this one male name. And it's high time we looked to our favourite not- name chooser. <laughs> oh, well, that was, a, that was a grumpy ass face I've just got off you there. Goodness me. I'm just not ready. I wasn't ready for it, actually. I usually am prepared. But it's Were a new you? year. Like, you just think, think of your neighbour's names. Go on. And it would be really uh, yeah. humiliating for oh, them. We run out. Yeah, well, you're okay, Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick. Okay. That'll Nick. do. Nick. Nick. That'll do. Nick writes, <laughs> dear hairy uncles and the posh one, who can't think of any names. Please, 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 can you help me? I'm a hairy biker too. My family and real friends call me Nick, but most people who know me call me Porky because I've always been a bit on the large side. Now I've never bothered about it because, well, my health was okay. I mean, I couldn't climb ten flights of stairs or cycle to work, but I didn't really think about it much. I work as plumber's merchants. I have done for 22 years. I go biking. I went to the pub. I went to gigs, all without problems. Since I hit 40, though, I've started to get a bit poorly. My joints are hurting. The doc says losing some of my slab would help. I'm five foot ten. I'm 19 stone. Now, I love you boys, and I've got all your books, including the dieters ones, so I'm ready to go, but I've fallen into a pattern. And it goes something like this. The diet starts Monday. That's what I always say. And I'll have a binge the weekend before as a treat. Come Monday, though, I just don't have the will to start. So I'll say, all right, I'll start Tuesday. But I don't. And then it's something like Christmas. So I say, I'll start in the new year, which is now. But guess what? I haven't started. I'll be honest, I'm sick of people calling me Porky. I'm sick of not being able to buy clothes that fit and feeling tired all the time. And when I heard Sai on one of the other podcasts talking about how someone once sang a song to him, Fatty Bum Bum, I think it was, and how it made him feel, I almost cried because that is me. So please, how do I start a diet and stick to it like you lads did? Any ideas would be brilliant. All the best to you both. And here's to a happier 2023 for all of us from Nick, who's in Morecambe. Over to you. Oh, Kingy, I think we can really heartily relate to Nick. Um, you know, it was, it's not easy. And I think the, our circumstances, like being on telly, there were certain things that helped us succeed. One was we had each other. Mm. And there was that mutual kind of thing. We were both morbidly obese. We were both getting ill and we had to shift the timber. Mm. That's number one. So we supported each other. So there was none of that ah, oh, let's get a kebab on the way home. It was like, now we've got to do it. The other thing is, make no mistake about it, being weighed every month on national television is a great motivator to stick to it. Mm. Plus, you know, we were doing it for, and, and it was three months we set aside. And I, I think, Nick, that, that you know, what, what helps enormously, and it really does, is, 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 is as Dave touched on before, is that, is that mutual help. To do it in isolation is very difficult. So I think that because you see, the thing is, it's not about, yes, you, it's very clear that you have the will, but the your mindset's just, it's so difficult to change without other outside influence mm. impacting you and kind of going, listen, you've got to do this because, you know, you're going to have a heart attack or you're going to do this because you're going to... Because what you do is, when you're on your own, you'll you'll excuse yourself and you'll go, oh, it'll be all right, I'll start tomorrow, or you'll do... Mm. But if you've got other external um, external influences, i.e. other people or a group, 
it's it's always better because then you've actually made not only a commitment to yourself to actually go and like i don't know there's loads and loads and loads of different yeah. places you can go have a look in your local community because everybody that's in that room with you is in the same boat as you has the same mindset and has worked through that uh, to change to change their body shape to change their life and to change their attitude towards food yeah i mean i, th- I think you know, groups like Weight Watchers and Slimmer's World, yeah. they, they have a hugely important role to play. And and especially, it's funny for fellas, you know, because you don't talk about it, do you, Kingy? No, you it's, don't. Um, you know, I think, I think that was the, the benefit of our series because, you know, we were seen as hairy bikers, uh, but we're also, you know, we were victims of our own success, like access to some of the best food on the planet and loads of alcohol. Mm. And it was killing us but it gets to a point where a point in your age where you can't carry it so well your knees start to creak your blood pressure goes up the type 2 diabetes kicks in and there's no escaping that other than to shift the timber but i I like like many things really just go and get help but as i said these slimming groups can be really really supportive and helpful remember everybody in that room is there for the same reasons as you they're not there to judge they're there because they need that mutual support too Mm. i mean it sounds like nick you know, clearly he's done the hard work now. He's recognised it. He's recognised he can't go on that way. He knows he's got to do it. And it's the the kick he needs to keep going at it. And even if you can't get to a group, it's finding a friend. Even if the friend's not doing the diet with you, a friend that's going to check in with you on a Monday and go, come on, let's look at the scales. Or come on, let's look at any clothes fit. Or come on, let's see what you're eating. Or just someone to go shopping with him to make sure when he goes shopping, he, buy, he buys the right food and doesn't go, well, I'll stick the Mars bar in at the end just in case I need a snack. You know, I think, as you say, it's just about having someone i think when you're in that state when you feel uncomfortable and overweight it's very easy to isolate yourself because you don't have the confidence but it's having the confidence to step out and find a friend or as you say a group but even if it's just that first person to go go will you call me every tuesday to check i'm on it or will you just be with me or will you go for that walk with me and i think and then you don't want to let somebody else down because at the moment he he's feeling okay about letting himself down because when he does fall off the wagon he kind of goes oh well you know i'll do it next week but if someone's there you've got to answer to somebody else you feel responsible and i think it, that's what drives you forward you might actually enjoy it as well that, yeah. that's that's the thing i gotta remember you put it on i mean when you when you say it catches up with you i mean i don't know about you king but i was aware that i needed to lose weight for a good 25 years before we did the did the hairy diet oh god definitely you know yeah. I, I put yeah. it off for 25 years and like like kingy we're both working in the film industry working 12 14 hours a day so there's that thinking oh i need my rewards but every morning i'd, I'd go to the what they call the butty wagon the caterers and yes there's healthy options there but towards the <laughs> towards the end of my crew thing my breakfast was two white rolls with hash browns bacon with an egg on the top and I wrapped one in foil for 11sies. And actually, you know, why didn't the words, I'll just have a bit of cereal past my lips. You know, I wouldn't have died. I would have been better. But no, it was always tomorrow. It was always tomorrow. Um, I know it's it's a funny old funny old game. It is. It's a and, and it's it's and and it's a psychological game. You know, it it you have to play that with yourself. And but it's just more helpful if somebody else is with is mm. on that journey with yeah, you because you yeah. can have that conversation. Mm. Dave and I used to talk about it loads because you know and, and it became part of our uh, part of our normal <laughs> normal lives in the sense that we'll go 
you're like, oh, didn't have that, man. Look, you know, and, and I mean, it, it got ridiculous. We were going, you know, I remember I, I was just about to eat an olive. Dave goes, do you know that what the oil is and that? Because we were focused, so focused. And I was like, yeah. what, an olive? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And I was like, yeah. great, I'll have a rice cake. But, but you know, point, it though, was, you don't want you know, to lose the love of food, though, either. Because I've no, always said no, to myself, don't. I'd rather die happy than hungry. So I've never been Mrs. Svelte in the world, but I've never been Mrs. You know, massively obese. But I, you know, I don't want the the love of eating and enjoying food to be taken away to a certain extent. But it's it's making the right choices at the right time and knowing how you feel. And if you're feeling unhealthy or you're you're damaging your health, then that, that's when you stop. Uh, well, the thing is that that's why Dave and I did the diet books in the first place, mm. because the thing is that we absolutely love food. So yeah. all we did was tested the living daylights out of every single recipe and worked out where we could take the calories out without mm. compromising on the yeah, flavour. Yeah. And honestly, Nick, all you need to do is open that book and start, just start, just start to cook for yourself and go and just think about taking a little bit of control because there's nothing worse when you feel like you're completely out of control. You just don't know what to do. So what you do, psychologically, you fall into a comfort zone and you just go all sod it and then you ignore it and put it on the back burner. Bring it to the mm. front, get it sorted, open that book and start. It works. It definitely was worked for Dave and I. We mm. continue to do it. Um, uh, we continue to do it to this day. Good thing to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, again, there are times when I'm going to have stew and dumplings and stuff. For but, sure. you know, I'll get on the scales. Well, it's been different for me this year anyway, so yeah. I'm, yeah. I can't really comment. I've been trying to put weight on, which is which is bizarre kind of... It's a bizarre kind yeah. of situation to be in after 10 years of eating healthy. I am eating healthy now because I'm at the weight I want. But, um, wait, on a positive note, Nick, like we set our sides three months to lose two and a half stone. We did more. We lost, we lost three stone in the three months. But we can only speak for blokes who are carrying, presumably like us, Nick, you're carrying it between, we call your, your balls and your chin. It's all that f around your tummy. Now, being the size you are and the height you are, that first month, you'll lose a hell of a lot. Mm. It, it's bizarre. You need to lay off the booze for one thing, whether you drink or not. Do calories. And think by the end of that month, you're crikey, it does drop off. The first two weeks... It'll, it'll be a lot of, you need to keep your fluids up, but the weight will drop off an awful lot. At the size you are, it'll drop quickly. Then all of a sudden, the clothes, God, they, they really fit. And kind of take that inspiration mm. from the first month. So maybe just set yourself a month at this point, a month of, and don't look at penury, look upon as building, but check the scales every three days, I would say. And you'll probably notice something quite remarkable happening. The weight loss will probably slow down by about month two. But that first month, I know for us, Kingy, that was like a real, really encouraging, you know? Oh, it was, because it it, 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 it it creates a momentum. Mm. And, it, and, and it was fab. It was fab. I was just thinking, I, I, actually, that shirt that I look like a badly packed kebab in, I can actually get in it. It's great. Yeah, and your jeans, instead of buying the really crap ones, they're in crap colour because they're the only ones that'll fit. You get yourself some nice jeans, but you'll lose at least a stone, say six kilos the first month, easy. Now, just pick up six kilo bags of sugar, and it's like, it's quite weighty. So within a month, you're gonna lose that off your belly, and that's hanging on your heart, your kidneys, and everything. Um, mm. Mm. The trick as well is, isn't it, also to, to 
to, you have that initial weight loss, which is quite uh, you know, impressive. And then it's about getting back in again and not having the mindset to go, well, I reward myself now and go back to your bad habits and put it back on again. But also you want to start eating then, I think, in those next few months to be um, to, to maintain it. So you might lose over three months, but you want to keep the weight off. You don't want to bounce back. So it's then learning how to eat forever to keep the weight at that lovely level. Which is why Dave and I did the books that we did, because mm. the thing is that, that once you're into that maintenance mode, you've got to do, you, cut, you know, Dave and I never, ever said that we weren't going to have a couple of pints and a pie. Yeah. We never said that because that's not sustainable. It's, it's, it's part of our class and our culture and the people that we are. We want to do that, but you can't do it. You have to take a three month sabbatical, smash it out and then every now and then just you, you just your mindset changes in that three months as well so it, it's 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 much better it's much but when better. you're not 19 stone saying you're 15 stone you're going to be able to move more and burn more calories exactly. so qed yeah. you, th then you can eat more and just keep an eye on the scales you know because you know men who are scalophobic that's the worst one you know you pull you pull your belt in another notch Oh, I'm losing weight. Well, no, your belt's stretching, mate, you know. Just get on the scales and suck it up. Uh, we I had think a chart. men are more into scales. Oh, I don't think so. I think men are scalesophobic. I never had possessed some scales until we got on the dieters. I was convinced I was two stone lighter than I really was. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, no. Nah, and yeah. But then, I'd say, that first month, if you do a graph and you mark your line on that graph, um, do it on your computer so it looks really good and you've got your little sheet and that and... It's quite a nice project, really, watching that line go down. I, t I tell you what, Nick, keep us posted. Aye. About how you're going. So we'll mm. we'll be your support to get you going. Good idea. For the, for the, for, but just every now and then, it doesn't need to be a big thing. Just write in and go, I lost two pounds. And then, or, or I didn't. And then mm. we can take the piss if you haven't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kingy, that's sound. Yeah. <laughs> Sound advice. And as uh, Kingy said as well, uh, just open the book and start cooking and it'll work. Uh, good luck, Nick. We're all behind you. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, just send an email to, the agony to the agony uncles. Okay, it's time to head to Confidential Corner. Not that Si and Tash have been waiting for this the whole podcast. No, anything. no, no. <laughs> it's the bit I can help with because it's not all about food. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, this, oh, it's generally about sex, Tash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, now we Let's see how much Tash can help with this as it's called He Wants Me to Be a Stripper. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need Get one female. And, we need one female and one male name. So Uncle Sai, a female name, and Uncle Dave, a male name, please. Helen, Bert, Helen, and Bert. Okay, well, this comes from Helen, and I have to say, your choice of names is really rather good, dear Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave, and Posh Tash. I'd like your help to work out whether I've overreacted to something that happened at Christmas. I've been going out with Bert for almost a year, but I've never met his parents. He's from Manchester, but we both live and work in London, where I'm from, and I'm working overseas quite a lot too, so we never found time to head north to meet them. But everything with Bert was going really well, so much so that when he invited me to his family home for Christmas, I thought that would be lovely. We arrived there on Christmas Eve. His family were very welcoming, though very earthy compared with mine. Uh, my family are quite reserved, whereas Bert's mum, dad and two sisters are pretty loud and 
sometimes a bit over-familiar. Sounds like a northern family. (laughs) (laughs) We were there for two nights, leaving on Boxing Day. It was clear that most of that time would be spent partying, so I got stuck in as best I could. Uh, We didn't get up until about 11 o'clock on Christmas morning, everyone pretty hungover, until after we'd eaten at about four, but eventually we sat round to swap presents, which is when it all went wrong. Bert gave me a package containing what can only be described as the sort of lacy underwear set that a stripper would wear. Worse still, as I held it up trying to understand what on earth it was, the rest of his family erupted in laughter, urged me to go and put it on so they could see me in it, his father being the loudest at that particular point. This was followed by a gift from one of his sisters, a giant vibrator, which she gave me because she said she didn't think her brother would be any good in bed. <laughs> this sounds like this is what I want to come. I want to go. Helen says, I was mortified. I'd only met them the previous day. This was then followed by more drinking for the rest of the day. And even though I went to bed early, I got no sleep. I was so embarrassed. The next morning I booked into a hotel and then the following day made my own way back to London. We've barely spoken since. Bert says I've overreacted, but I'm questioning whether I can be part of this family. Your views would be welcome. Asks Helen, over to you. My sympathies are with Helen. Yes. And being a northerner, I I can see the openness and the brouhaha. But there are certain things that are private between a couple and for the whole family to get involved. It's a bit like in medieval times when if, you know, on the couple's wedding night, they display the soiled sheets to the, you know, assembled courtiers. You know, it's it's wrong. Um, Disgusting. Nah, nah, they sound the right handful. Yeah, I'm absolutely 100% in agreement. I just think it's just that wrong. That's just wrong. I do think um, I'm putting myself in her position. I tip up. I haven't met the family. You're on your best behaviour. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I get it. And you mm. think they'd want to impress her, but they were probably going, come on, let's show what we're really made of. And I do. So his lacy underwear, loads of men buy lacy underwear, but you wouldn't give it to your girlfriend. Well, in front, not in of, the front of the family. No. You know, I think that's fine because I kind of, and even if it was a piece of string and it wasn't quite her style and he wanted her to do something else in it, he, he was sort of maybe trying something. He could have done that privately. I think the step over line is the vibrator, but you can imagine yeah. they did that to embarrass him more than her. You know, they were being stupid siblings going, go on, you know, he must be tiny down there. And I don't know whether she's, Helen might have minorly overreacted. I don't think I'd have stormed out, not spoken to them. She's embarrassed. And she might just said, look, that's, that's made me feel really uncomfortable. And I really didn't like that. And I don't know what to make of it. But um, so could we talk about it? Storming off, booking a hotel and not speaking again. Slightly overreaction, I'm thinking. No, I don't think so. I think if, if a family like that, um, the idea of talking about discussing it, they just think she's been stuck up. Maybe, um, maybe. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? I think I'd have, it's just like really inappropriate, isn't it? You know, I mean, there's- I mean, I'd, I'd be yeah, mortified, uh, don't get me wrong. I'd be absolutely, utterly mortified. I'd feel the same as her, but um, I don't, yeah, I would. But at the same time, I, th- I reckon they were trying to take the mickey out of him more than her. I think that's probably true, but the default setting of that is that it's still her. It's still yeah, on her. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, yeah, I just, as Dave says, I just think it was wholly inappropriate. And, and we're not, look, we're not prudes by any stretch of the imagination. But if they haven't met, what, what does that I say? Know, what true. is, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've never met. Not They've never, it's it? all, 
It's not particularly welcoming. It's over familiar and it's a bit crass. Yeah, really crass. To be honest. Yeah, it's too, it's too much too soon, isn't it? I mean, yeah. um, I, I'm just trying to think, you know, at, at Christmas when you open the presents, even, I don't know, even if, if you know them so well, it's still crossing the line a little bit. But on the first meeting, it's too much too soon. Um, I don't know. I think one of the things like the bikers is, that, not that we're into lingerie and vibrators, but it's like, Whenever Si and I are on telly and we meet somebody for the first time, we're very respectful. and We're guests in their house, they're guests in ours. But like between the two of us when we're cooking, we can be kind of really earthy with each other because we have that familiarity. Um, but, but, you know, there again, uh, maybe it's a bad comparison, really, because neither of us possess a vibrator or lingerie, really. I'm just, I'm, we've got the manscape now. It's not that I haven't asked him, but like, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm digging a hole for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I have to say, I'm, I'm, now, I'm sort of thinking about it now, and I'm thinking I've got a really fun, uh, my in-laws, you know, great fun family. It's all a real giggle, and, you know, we can throw the, God, you know, in your nose around. But if even if my sister-in-law now, who I've known, like, 22 years, if she gave me a vibrator... I think you're right. I feel I always feel sick of thought of it now. You know, I don't, I, I, it's funny enough, but it still be uncomfortable. Your sex life is private. You're right. It's wrong. All right, yeah, let's, get, let's get around the table for Helen and let's see what uh, uh, whether or not the question was: Did I overreact, uh, Uncle Dave? No, Helen didn't overreact. She needs to have some serious words with Bert, and he needs to have some serious words with his family. Uncle Si, run, Helen. Never see him again. Uh, he's weird and yeah, yeah it'll be part of some weird sex ring <laughs> and posh meringue tash posh meringue tash just thinks uh, not run I think if you really like Bert you can have to have a chat to him and as Dave says get him to sort his family out and say you can't do that it makes it feel uncomfortable it's not right and it's our relationship give me that underwear in private and remember Helen we're not all like that up north <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. If, if your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email, email address is the agony uncles at the hairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. This podcast may be over, but there's plenty more to listen to if you haven't heard them yet. Just go to your usual podcast place to find them. Yes, and there's a brand new podcast rooney out every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe to them so you'll get them hot off the press. But thanks for all your emails. Keep them coming in to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And until next time, it's goodbye from the thin white duke. Goodbye. Posh Tash. Bye. And from us, lots of love. See you later. Bye bye.